Episode 7 and a holiday edition of Travel People, Living Authentic Lives, Finding Kindred Spirits, Fulfilling Dreams. Though you may not be traveling this year due to the pandemic, our guest today has a celebration to put on your calendar for celebrating the 12 days of Christmas next year. If you're like me, you might have thought that the 12 days of Christmas were the end of Advent that leads up to Christmas Eve. But according to Christian theology, the period we sing about marks the span between the birth of Christ and the coming of the Magi, the three wise men. It begins on December 25th, and it runs through January 6th, the Epiphany, sometimes called Three Kings Day. My friend Monica, interviewed on the first episode of this series, told me that children in Spain look forward to Epiphany more than Christmas. And while researching for a guide I did for She Knows, on Madrid, I learned that on January 5th, Spanish children write letters not to Santa, but to the three kings asking for presents. On the 6th, locals gather for a parade to sing carols as the three wise men on camels throw candy to kids. Children then rush home, they leave bread and water on their window seals for the camels, and they go to sleep so the wise men can climb through their windows and leave presents in their shoes. The holiday is also celebrated in parts of the world where people find the baby Jesus baked inside a cake called a king's ring. Today's guest is Dr. Vincent Huth, traveler to all seven continents, former university instructor, director of college placement, tennis and cross country coach, freelance columnist for the Tennessean, and currently barefoot beach bum. So, Vince, I want you to uh, tell us where you live now. Tarpon Springs, Florida. It is a Greek community. It was uh, founded, oh, back or settled back in uh, maybe 1900. But thousands of Greek men came over from Greece because they discovered that Tarpon Springs, of all places, had the kind of sponges that they were uh, mining or, or harvesting in Greece, and they were running a little thin, so they discovered this as a veritable uh, treasure trove of sponges. So they all moved here, formed the community, and that's where I've lived for the last four and a half years. Oh, it's fabulous. I mean, the weather today was, here we are in uh, mid to late December, and it was, uh, I think it got up to 60 today. This was our cold day. It got down to 40 this morning. It's only three or four times in my four and a half years that it's gotten that low. Uh, But the sun out this afternoon, beautiful day for riding to the beach and uh, running barefoot in the sand. Where you are, you have the biggest uh, epiphany celebration in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, I would say other than the sponge docks, that the biggest thing here is on January 6th when 55, 16 to 18 year old boys dive into the spring bayou and uh, are all vying to retrieve a cross. And the symbolism is Epiphany is the Three Kings Day, but it's also the day traditionally when Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan. 
And so that's what they are really honoring. And I, when I was in Israel, I got to go to the spot where he was baptized, or at least traditionally they believe he was baptized in the River Jordan. And that's to commemorate that. So they, uh, all those, uh, I mean, it's just a big attraction here. It's going to be scaled back a little bit this year because of the COVID, but they're still going to hold it, thankfully because it draws people from all over, and it's covered live on TV here. I mean, it's a big thing throughout the state. And, like you said, uh, probably throughout the world, the attention is on our little small town here, Tarpon Springs, Florida. So what exactly would an Epiphany Day look like there under normal circumstances? Well, in the morning, it originates at the St. Nicholas Greek Orthodox Cathedral, because that's who sponsors this, and they have a church service that morning that the members attend, and then right outside the church, and this is where I joined one year, they have a procession that goes from the church, and it's only about three blocks, I mean, that's one of the amazing things about this town, is that we have this big bayou that's essentially a lake. And it's three blocks from the main historic Greek town. And so we do the procession down to the water's edge. And then the parents of the teenage boys are gathered in a certain spot. They have the prime seating. And then people from all over the area, regionally throughout the state, drive in and line the banks of the spring bayou so they can see that moment where the, now the two moments, the moment where the divers, where the teenagers dive in, and then to see who emerges with the cross. And that's the pinnacle of the day right there. Oh, I want you to just take us on a tour of your town. What are the must-sees and the must-dos for the rest of the year? Well, you have to go to the sponge docks because that's what created Tarpon Springs as we know it today was the sponge industry. And there's still a little bit of that that goes on, but it's more a tourist area now that draws people in. There's a main street that you can walk up and down, restaurant, oh, the seven uh, classic Greek restaurants. These are the families that go back oh, probably a couple hundred years as far as some of the restaurants of, of being in the same family and being passed along. So there's tremendous food, all sorts of shops. You can get every kind of sponge and, and just, you know, anything that you want. But it's right on the water, so it's a great walk up and down there. And they have events there all the time. I saw a free concert there with these uh, three violinists. And of all places, they were from my home state of Oklahoma. They were just coming through. And we have festivals and things going on. I'm convinced that you could do something in the area every weekend. Like one of my favorites was this the Sugar Sand Festival, where they had all of these sand artists, sculptors who would come in, and they're on the uh, tour, and they go from city to city, and right down the road from me in Clearwater, they set up a giant tent, and they build these sand sculptures of anywhere from, oh, it's anything from the White House to... Uh, national parks. I mean, they create all of these uh, just from sand and their artistry. So that's a fun thing to, to do that we have every year. We have the Valspar Open, which is a major golf tournament that's two miles from my house. And then all the things, I go out to what I call Sunset Island. It's Howard Park County Beach, and that's where I run. It's a man-made beach that's just, people line that beach at sunset, just come out there to take pictures. It's that beautiful. 
One of the great things about Tarpon Springs is also how close we are to so many other places and so many events. I do the USA Beach Running Championships in Cocoa Beach, and I've done that three times. Twice wearing shoes, and this last time I went for the barefoot division. And it's amazing. We get up at dawn and and run on the beach. The first time I did it, on the way back, we almost got to see a rocket launch from Cape Canaveral because it's it's within distance, and we were going in the right direction. Like eight minutes before they were set to do the launch, they scrubbed it, so we missed that. But last time I went to Cape Canaveral and did a tour there because it's just right there in the area. And it was amazing. Just so worth it. And then on the way back, you can hit Orlando and all the things that are there. And all of that's within two or three hours of where we are because you just go a straight shot from the Gulf where Tarpon is to the Atlantic or Cocoa Beach and Cape Canaveral and so many other places that you can get to and just they become day trips you don't have to spend a whole vacation it kind of answers the question where does somebody who lives where i live go for vacation and we go to other spots in florida lots of times that have things that we don't have but are still close enough to do economically and uh, time-wise works really well so vince what are your places that people must eat what are your favorites Well, my favorite place for breakfast and lunch is right on the Pinellas Trail because the Pinellas Trail runs, Pinellas County is, we're the northern part, and it runs all the way down to St. Petersburg, and it runs right along the coast, right along the beach. And so it's a long, narrow county, and there's a trail called the uh, Pinellas Trail, and it's a bike trail that goes all the way down. So it's 30, 40, I think it's even a 50-mile bike trail. But part of it runs right through Tarpon Springs. And right on the trail is Tula's Trailside Cafe, which is my absolute favorite place to go. When you want to go to a place that where the locals go, where they have reasonable prices and you can go every week and, and truly afford it and enjoy it, that's Tula's. They have outdoor seating right there on the trail, right across. You're sitting at Tula's, the trail's in front of you, and right across the way is the historic railway station that's now a museum. And you just get the flavor and the feel of Tarpon Springs and, and between the omelets and these this French toast that she does that's just amazing. And Tula is a local Greek resident of Tarpon Springs, so talk about authentic. That's my favorite place. Down the sponge docks, there's a place called Rusty Bellies of all places. And it's not Greek. It's a seafood place right on the water. But then, and there's a place that you and I had the gelato. Hella's is, oh gosh, I was going to say world famous. It is for its bakery. For it. It's just amazing what they have there. But then they have the gelato. They have a restaurant next door. And I mentioned the seven families that have the seven restaurants that go back decades. I think when back, I said 200 years, nah, more like 100. But we'll just say decades. They've been here forever and passed along. And so I've eaten at, I think, three or four of those. And uh, they're just all exceptional. You get Whatever, whatever's the Greek delicacy of the day, it's right here in Tarpon Springs. Yeah, I definitely want to come back for the food alone. Um, we, uh, I was going with a friend. We were on our way to Anna Maria Island last summer, and we 
stopped through and uh, Vince got the most delicious seafood pizza. I don't know that I'd ever had a seafood pizza, but it was so good. Tell us where that was from. That was Jimmy's. And ironically, it was the first place that I went to in Tarpon Springs when I hadn't even moved here. I'd just come down on a scouting tour to try to find a place that met everything that I was looking for. And one of the things that I wanted was outdoor restaurant. And that was the first place I saw. And so I had a seafood dinner outdoors at Jimmy's. And then I discovered later the seafood pizza. And it's like that is my absolute favorite pizza with shrimp and scallops. And they've been doing that for decades. They're just exceptional. But that's the thing, the tradition here, of how far back these places go. And so you know that you're getting the quality of the ages when you eat in Turpin Springs. Yeah, I just, I love the diversity there as far as the architecture, because on the one hand you have, uh, you know, you have statues that look like they, came from Athens, um, these these very ancient-looking Greek statues. But then you've also got Victorian homes, and you've also got kind of the mid-century old Florida look. So there's just a lot of things going on, um, and it does seem like a town really for everybody. I loved the fact that you have lakes and you have, um, you know, all these bayous, as you say, all around. And, and I know it's a biking place. It's, it's a place where I, I would think you could be very healthy, um, so how has your life changed in terms of your lifestyle since you've moved there? Well, I think one big thing is what I mentioned about not uh, having a car anymore, getting rid of that. Cause I'd always had that dream of, of living in the kind of village where I could get around easily without having to have a car. And so to be able to, to actually live that out has really slowed things down. It makes it such a, a simpler lifestyle when you don't have to deal with the things that you would normally deal with and instead just be able to relax, enjoy the countryside, enjoy the water. Like you said, I mean, we've got bayous, lagoons, uh, canals, I mean, we've got everything, and then we have the bay, and then we have the gulf, and so you're surrounded by that much water, you know, it has a calming effect, too, and you combine that with the small town atmosphere, and it's definitely, I spend more time, of course, all of us do during COVID, being at the house, but uh, it's given me just a great opportunity to, to make the house even more livable uh, than it was. So for those of us, people like me, that would actually love to retire someplace that is both the beach and has a European feel, I like the idea of not having a car. I didn't have a car when I was in Marrakesh or when I was in the Caribbean for three years. Um, and it, it, in a lot of ways, it's very freeing. And it, it, it is healthy because you walk everywhere. And uh, or you bike everywhere, but uh, how, for those people that are wanting, this is this is a dream they have, is to, you know, to move, to change, to do something different. How did you make this happen? Well, first thing I did actually was sell my house in Nashville, and Nashville was booming, still is, but it was booming when I wanted to sell my house, so I was able to sell it and then look for a place down here. And that's what I told my agent, my real estate agent. I said, you know, I gave him the price 
that I'd gotten for my house and said, I want a house that, you know, that I can pay cash for because that's part of the simplified life for me is to not have the debt of a house, not have the debt of a car. So he, uh, when he heard the price, and then he heard all I wanted. I wanted near the water. I wanted near the bike trail. I wanted near church. I wanted all these things. There was a long pause after I said all of that for the price that I wanted. And he said, well, maybe there is a diamond in the rough somewhere. So he found a couple places in Holiday, Florida, and he found some places in Clearwater. And it was actually after looking at the place in Holiday and driving toward Clearwater that I came across uh, Tarpon Springs and didn't even had never heard of Tarpon Springs and I was just driving through on the way to Clearwater and I actually the first place I saw was Spring Bayou I knew nothing about it nothing about Epiphany nothing about anything except that I thought ooh a body of water this close to the town there might be something and then I like I mentioned before I discovered Jimmy's and I found different places but I wanted a place like I said had in mind to someday just ride the bike and just get around with lift and all and so i was looking for a place that had a catholic church close enough that had stores close enough restaurants close enough there was a school across the street with the place that i found so that i could substitute teach because i'd done a little bit of that since retiring in nashville and so knowing what you want that's the big thing because then I knew it when I found it. I knew that for me, it wasn't in holiday, and I didn't think it was going to be in Clearwater because of the size. I really wanted the small town. And so when I began to find, all these things began to fall into place with all these things that I was close to and all these things that were important to me. Because you talked about being connected to people, and I connect through my church. I joined the Knights of Columbus, and that's the people that, that I have the greatest connection with. And we we do service work through uh, the nights, and so that was very important to me. And that's within a mile of my house, and all the restaurants. Tula's is probably eight blocks away. The library across the street is seven blocks away. Got all these grocery stores that are four blocks away and six blocks away, and, and those were the and the Pinellas Trail, like I mentioned, two blocks away. And these were things that I had in mind when I got back to Nashville after coming down here somebody said you and i told them about discovering tarpon springs they said you really didn't know what you were doing when you went down looking for a house no but i knew what i wanted and i knew what i was looking for and i knew the thing that would start checking all those boxes and that's what tarpon springs did Vince, tell us all the places well not all the places that you've been because you've been so many but what were your favorites well the day after i retired I got on a plane and I went to Ireland and did a six-day bike ride in the countryside of Ireland. I had done a number of European trips, but it was always my dream to take a bicycle ride in the countryside. I was originally going to do France, but I had been to France a couple of times, and I thought, I haven't been to Ireland. My grandmother was from Ireland, so well, let's go back to the home country. Oh, so glad I did. And I ended up at, at the last day of the trip at Ackle Island on the Atlantic. And that's where I found a house that had the thatched roof and blown off years ago. But the foundation was still there. And I thought about building, uh, uh, buying that house, having a roof built, and uh, settling there. But for the reasons I mentioned before, I decided to stay in the States. But that was incredibly memorable. Edinburgh, somebody, I was on a plane 
in South America and telling them about this upcoming trip that I was going to do after I retired and saying where I was going to go. I was going to go to Dublin and they said, oh, you need to go to Edinburgh. So I ended up going to Edinburgh during the International Arts Festival. And that was uh, just a truly amazing experience. They had this big parade grounds that was right. The backdrop for the parade grounds was a castle. And they had all of these marching bands that came in for a show called Tattoo. And one of the marching bands of all things, this was at the end of a three-continent, 30-day trip. I was going to go back to Tennessee the next day. And this marching band starts playing Rocky Top. In in Edinburgh, Scotland, and what was even more surreal is that everybody in the stands knew the words to Rocky Top in Edinburgh. So that was one of those amazing experiences. But my favorite place of all was Machu Picchu. If I just one place out of all the places that I went, although seeing the penguins in in Antarctica is is a very close second. But uh, something about uh, Machu Picchu was just a magical seven hours of hiking and, and climbing Mount Machu Picchu and just seeing the whole thing. That was probably my favorite. Well, you know, you've just given us things to put on the post-pandemic travel bucket list. Those sound like some amazing experiences. And you've also given us a place that, you know, we can take a road trip now. Um, you know, I always say that in Florida, you could spread out, you've got lots of space, so you can be outdoors, uh, even during this kind of scary time that we're having. But I just so appreciate you sharing your adventure and I'm going to be, you know, putting pictures, photos that were taken there and let everyone see these places that you've talked about and shared. Um, and would you, I always like to end this series asking the question every episode you know what if you could go back and tell your 20 something self something or you know a 20 something year old nephew or whatever what advice would you give well the degrees that i got were really a big deal because each time i got another degree it opened up a whole field and a career and specific jobs that I would not have been able to get without the credentials of a degree. So they were just incredibly worth it to me. I mean, without the doctorate, I never would have gotten a college placement job. I wouldn't have gotten a job as an instructor in college. I wouldn't have ended up doing the coaching. So that's really critical. Other thing I would have done that I would say uh, do differently is uh, not buy so many ties. Uh, uh, but but even more than that you know taking money that I spent on clothes and various things that just I didn't need to do that you know too much of that if I had taken that money and put it aside in a travel fund or put it aside in anything in other words buying less saving more I would have Certainly, that would be the, the those two things. Go for education and go for saving more money. Vince, this has been fun. It's always fun catching up with you, hearing about your adventures. And I'm so happy to see you living your dream. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about it. Have a great Christmas. You too. Blessings to you, Cindy. And to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.